This is going to be a bit unusual, but I'm going to try and describe to you how to make draft pick trades and how to, to create a pretty cool strategy heading into your 2020 fantasy football drafts using draft pick trading. And we're going to do it all here on an audio podcast. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Okay, let's paint a little picture so we can work around, you know, a a certain draft pick and I can kind of give you strategy from a certain draft slot, give you some clarity and some perspective. You have the 1.02 draft selection, which means you have the second to last pick in the second round in a snake style draft. So you have the second pick of the first, second to last pick in the second, and so on, and repeats, snake style. Now, in order to get yourself into another first round player, and preferably top five overall pick, top six overall pick, you're gonna have to trade that second rounder most likely. I've done a trade before to get the 1.05 and 1.06 in several different leagues using my third, fourth, and fifth rounder rounders together for just the one pick. Now, if you're gonna try that, ex- expect to get some hate after you get it done because uh, people aren't gonna be happy about you getting a top six overall pick using nothing but your third, fourth, and fifth round pick. But the key is to give up all three. Why is the key to give up all three? Because no one's enticed by an even type trade where you say, oh my God, I'll give you my my uh, 12th pick overall and my 13th overall pick for your number one overall, but I still want your 24th pick back. Like I still want your second rounder and your first rounder for my second and first rounder. Who wants to do that when you're talking about giving up, being the one person that's giving up the 1.01 or to trade the best player in the deal? Nobody wants to be on that end. In order to entice somebody into making a trade that they probably normally wouldn't make, getting rid of their best player, getting rid of the 1.01 in a draft, which essentially is like giving getting rid of the best player in fantasy, it would be Christian McCaffrey. Or Barkley at 1.02. I love both of them almost equally in 2020. I draft McCaffrey ahead, but I love Barkley. I think they're both. You could get if you could get yourself a two-headed monster using those guys. Forget about it. That's another strategy and approach that I love in 2020, and I'll talk about that at the end. But let's say you got the 1.02, which means you missed out on McCaffrey, and you want to trade up for that 1.01 and maybe make it happen in this strategy. You can do that. Maybe you get the 1.03 though. Let's argue that the, the pick you're about to get is the 1.03. We'll leave McCaffrey out of this. So the 1.03 is available. The guy's willing to deal. You send him, hopefully, your third, fourth, and fifth rounder. That's a harder deal to pull off because not only is it hard enough to get people to make these trades, and I'll explain that in a second, and why so many of you give up on this process. Don't try it out and do exactly as I described and then you come back to me and tell me it didn't work. I'll, I'll get to that. But it's going to be hard to get that person at the 1.01 to be the one guy that takes the crazy trade. So it's going to be hard for you to get the 1.01 using the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's going to be hard for you to get the 1.03 using the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. But do try. 
that might be one of the several offers you're tossing out and you should be tossing out a lot again something I'll address in a second so let's say you settle on giving them your second and your sixth rounder and again the only reason that sixth rounder is going to be appealing whatsoever is because you're not asking for a single pick and return other than that 1.0 let's call it let's call it the 1.0 uh 1.04 let's say you're getting that pick so you got the 1.02 out of the hat and you're taking saquon barkley your next pick that you're going to get is going to be 1.04 and you're going to get you're going to take ezekiel Elliott with that pick and you're giving up your second and your sixth rounder so let's take a look at what you have left you have the 1.02 which you're going to take barkley you have the 1.04 now, which you'll take, let's say, Zeke Elliott. So that's your second rounder. You've moved your second rounder into the first. Your third rounder, you still have. Your fourth rounder, you still have. Your fifth rounder, you still have. So the only void, because your second is literally in the first, your only void is your sixth round pick, which you let go. You got nothing in return, and you have it a complete empty space void at that selection which is fine and I'm going to explain how to solve that problem at the end your next so now you're looking at Barkley and Elliott freaking two-headed monster that no one's going to be able to compete with if you draft even remotely smart uh in this in this draft this particular draft so you could stop there if you wanted and do the two-headed monster there's nothing wrong with that but what I would probably consider doing is building into a three-headed monster so your next step is what? To trade your third rounder, obviously, because you don't have a second. You're not trading that first. You just acquired it. So you're going to trade your third and your fifth. If you can, your third, seventh, and eighth, but probably your third and your uh, fifth or your third and your fourth. Try your third and fifth because the more... Uh, the, if you can hold on to one of your third or your fourth in this next move, the odds of you doing pulling off an even... Uh, craftier move next uh, the odds go up so your third and your fifth rounder you trade for the 1.06 or 1.07 okay so now you have yourself a Mike Thomas so now you have Mike Thomas you have Barkley you have um, Ezekiel Elliott and you still have your fourth rounder and your seventh and eighth so now you trade your fourth and your seventh maybe your fourth and your seventh and eighth and try and get a high top two round two pick or you could take a Mike Evans take somebody like that now you're looking at having essentially a bunch of voids in your draft all the way down to round eight but you have yourself Barkley Elliot, Mike Thomas, and either a Patrick Mahomes or a Mike Evans. That's a freaking fantastic draft. Phenomenal draft. And if you wanted to land a wide receiver or a running back instead of Mahomes, again, you could take an Evans, you could take a, a, an Eckler, you could take a, a bunch of different players there. But for me, to pair a Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson with a Barkley and an Elliott, that's what you call a three-headed monster that 
if if you if you keep everybody healthy, will not be able to be contained. That is a three-headed monster above all others. You, I don't know. I think only back to the Kurt Warner days can I imagine somebody building a stronger three-headed monster. The third head being a quarterback, uh, the other two being running backs. You could go three-headed monster with three running backs, but the typical way that I recommend building the three-headed monster is Mahomes or Lamar only. Other quarterbacks won't qualify as a three-headed monster. Mahomes or Lamar only with two of the top three, maybe top four, but I'm going to say top three running backs. I'm going to say you need to have Barkley and Elliott, or you need to have Barkley and McCaffrey, or McCaffrey and Elliott. In any combination of those three running backs, you have two of those with Mahomes or Lamar, game over if they stay healthy. Game freaking over. And in this case... Not only do you have that, you have Mike Thomas because you did aggressive draft pick trading. No one's going to compete with that team if it stays healthy. Nobody. Unbelievable squad. That's what aggressive draft pick trading does. You can take it one step further. And this is what I was talking about solving that that problem, that void that you're creating. You essentially did it with the last trade you made because you were able to keep your fourth rounder like I said, if you can trade your fourth and your seventh and eighth instead of t- trading your fourth and fifth for that, that second piece, it allows you to make a third move. And that third move kicks the can, kicks the problem down the road. The problem being the void. Now, if you still have your eighth and ninth, you could always trade your eighth, ninth, and tenth for a fifth. And let's say you didn't go Mahomes or Lamar. You could take Kyler Murray in the sixth or fifth by trading your 8th, ninth, and 10th. Who wouldn't want Kyler Murray for their 8th, ninth, and 10th? I could care less about my 8th, ninth, and 10th round picks when you're talking about a guy that could be a top 5 quarterback. Or if you could trade up and get an A.J. Brown using your 8th, ninth, and 10th round picks and get A.J. Brown in rounds whatever, that's kicking the can, the problem, down the road further. It's, it's, clo- it's, it's making that void further and further away to the point where the void is in almost waiver wire talent territory, which is what you're talking about in the 8th, ninth, and 10th rounds. Waiver wire material. Not, not, not really, but close to it. Or end of the draft, you might scoop up guys you like just as much as guys in the 8th, ninth, and 10th rounds. I'm not saying there aren't values to, to grab. I'm not saying I'm not great in the 8th, ninth, and 10th round landing the next... A.J. Brown or Chark or or in the case of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. That's where I drafted Patrick Mahomes in 2018 and recommended everybody else do the same. So I love 8th and ninth round sleeper players. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying in general, if you could trade those three picks for what you consider to be a difference maker league winner in an A.J. Brown or a Kyler Murray, you make the trade. And you, and you scoop that A.J. Brown up and kick that can and that problem down the road. You're creating bigger voids every time you do a two-for-one, right? You're creating a bigger gap between your draft picks. So once you're done with your stockpiling of picks, you're going to have, like, you could literally go to Subway and grab a sandwich, eat it there, get two refills, take a dump, and go back, and you're probably still not going to be on the clock. That's what's going to happen if you, you create this kind of void. So be prepared for that. Bring a Bring, bring your, bring Netflix uh, to your draft to make sure you're streaming something. You can watch almost half a movie in between your picks. Be prepared for that. That is the downside of this. But what kind of downside 
is there really when you're looking at your team ear to ear grin and you see Mike Thomas on the end, you see Elliott and Barkley in the middle at your running back spots and a Mahomes over to the left on your roster, you're going to be pretty damn ear to ear and excited you did what you did and you're not going to really care about the middle rounds of your draft. That's strategy number one. The last thing I was going to tell you uh, was how do you do this? Like really? Because I know a lot of you are going to tell me, Smitty, guys don't trade in my league. Smitty, I sent out an offer to three guys. They all said no. No one wants to trade. Guess what? You're not sending out enough offers. Yes, there are leagues where people don't trade. This won't work in every situation. You, If you have five leagues, you're not going to be able to do this in all five leagues. You might be able to only do this in one out of the five. That's just the nature of it. You got to understand that. You got to know you're going to be trying a ton in order to pull this off. It's not going to be easy. Um, let's do a quick break to pay the bills and then I'll wrap this up tell you the, the key to what I'm talking about right here and how you get it done. As I was saying, to do this, it's about offering in bulk, offering a massive amount of trades. If you want the one pick or the two pick, let's say you, okay, so in this case you had the, the 1.02. So the picks that you're looking to acquire are the 1.01, the 1.03, the 1.04, the 1.05, 1.06. You want one of those top six picks to add to your 1.02. I, I tend to, to lean toward wanting to do this approach, period, when I already have like a top three pick. The reason is, is if I'm going to go two-headed monster, you need to already have one of them. You can't really trade up into two top three overall picks if you don't have one originally out of the gate. You can do it. I mean, I've done it, but it's a lot harder than this. If people think this is hard to, to do all, send out all these offers and get people to accept deals that are crazy, it's even harder to work like your 1.08 that you got out of the hat up to 1.02, then trade for the 1.03 or 1.01. So that's why when I get a league, uh, when I get handed the 1.02 or 1.03 or 1.01 in a league, that's that's the league or one of the leagues that I try and do this draft pick trading move in because you're halfway there. So let's say you have the 1.02. You target one of those other picks. You don't send one offer to each of those five people because you already own one of them. So 1.06 to 1.01. You're sending to five different owners in there. You're sending them each like three and four offers. That's a lot. That's like 20 offers in one wave. Your first wave of this process. That's just for the 1.02 or, or 1.03 pick that you're offering in the beginning. That isn't for step two or step three. 20 offers. If you're not sending out 20 offers, then don't come to me and tell me that you didn't get it done or Smitty, it's not going to work in my league. I don't want to hear it. You've got to go out and attack this thing aggressively. It's called aggressive draft pick trading for a reason. It's aggressive. If you're sending out one offer to each of those four or five people, that's not aggressive. That's passive. And you're not going to get it done. Offer in waves. That's wave one. Wave two, when you've already got the 1.02 out of the hat and you traded for the 1.03, now you got Barkley and Elliott and you're going to try and trade that fifth rounder or fourth rounder with the seventh or eighth or whatever we talked about earlier, whatever strategy you took, 
you're sending out another 20 offers. In fact, in that wave, because you already have your top two running backs, you have the 1.02, the 1.03, you're not as picky about what other first rounder you get. The higher, the better, but you might now be sending out to nine owners or 10 owners or all 11. I've done that where I've, I've literally, everybody everybody else I sent an offer, uh, or three or four offers, and you make them a little bit different. If you're asking somebody for the 1.11, you're not gonna give as much. So you might have a different variation of your trade for that person versus the person. Let's say you got the 1.02, you trade it for the 1.03, you're looking at Barkley and Elliott, and you want the 1.01, you still wanna try. You're gonna give that person everything you have versus the 1.12, you might be able to give your fifth and your you know, seventh or something, or your fifth and your fourth, you know, or, or your sixth and your fourth or whatever. You might be able to do that, whereas you can't even think and dream of doing that with the 1.01. So make sure you're you're making uh, representative trade offers for each pick, like they're representative of the value. You're not getting crazy and making a mistake and offering the wrong, you know, the same offer to all 11 people. That's that's not the way to do it. So that there you have it. That's my that's one of my best strategies. And that that class that I teach on my show, that course, however you want to define that that little lesson there, is my most sought after strategy year after year after year. I I can't tell you how many people find me each year and say, Smitty, I started following you after I saw your draft pick trading strategy. So I wanted to bring this to the audio version of my show because I never have explained it in tremendous detail in a way that, you know, if I've done a video on it, that doesn't necessarily translate. Uh, I, I don't, people can't see what I'm doing. So I wanted to describe it the best that I could so that you guys, the audio community, get the good stuff too. And draft pick trading is one of my favorites. Go out and try it. We play in enough leagues now, guys, where you can you can do stuff like this in one league and and you don't have to worry about it backfiring in your whole fantasy season tanking we all have multiple teams multiple leagues we can do this in one or two leagues and still uh you know do well in the others so uh if it doesn't work out but i'm pretty sure if you land your players you're gonna clean up with this strategy and you're gonna thank me and you're gonna be back talking about it and asking what other strategies I have up my sleeve because I am the king of aggressive fantasy football building and trading and acquiring and I'm I'm constantly coming up with creative ways to build and I hope that you join me on the next episode and I hope to talk a little bit about trading as well. I might do uh, one of my favorite build uh, fantasy football builds for 2020. One of my favorite strategies involves a little bit of trading but it's targeting a few players specifically and getting them on one team. Something I don't normally preach. I'm normally a person that says, go with the flow, don't go in with a set plan. But this particular strategy I'm really excited about. Uh, I have two of them where there's actually targeted players in these strategies. Again, new for me because I am all about flow of draft. But I love these two approaches in 2020. So get excited for that podcast that's coming up. 
You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. 